G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast, home of holistic development. Geordie, mate, how are you? And what are our listeners got in store for today's topic? G'day, Cameron. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. That's good. And I thank hope you I- for asking. That's the first time on the My Peak Podcast. <laughs> I know. I listened back to the pod the other day and thought, I never know how Cam is during our episodes. I better ask him. Anyway, we uh, have an exciting episode for the listeners today and an episode that I really enjoy talking about and the topic we're going to speak about today is understanding how to use your growth edge, meaning how to push outside your comfort zone safely um, so you continually improve and not just get stuck in the same mundane habits you uh, may have created and may have served you once upon a time, but now it's time to level up and, and move on to something bigger and better. Yeah, awesome. This is something that we are constantly talking to our My Peak athletes about. It's a, a phrase, you hear the, the phrase comfort zone all the time, and it's something that we use a lot for our athletes, but today we're actually going to dive into ways that we can either get outside our comfort zone or the influence that it can play on youngsters de- or anyone's development for that fact. Yeah, now the definition I've got here for comfort zone is where you do things as you've always done them, out of habit, with no attempt to change or improve, you experience no growth in this zone, only stagnation. Now I want you just to sit on that for a second and maybe think to yourself, what are some of the areas where I'm just doing what I've always done, just out of habit or just because that's how I do things? And I'm sure you're already starting to think about a couple of things. And today we're gonna speak about how we can move out of that zone and just start to push ourselves a little bit more in a way that's safe and sustainable for a long period of time. Cam, is there anything that comes to your mind when you think about, I don't know, your daily life either in the past or even in the present that you feel um, is maybe mundane or that you had to push outside your comfort zone to experience more growth? What made me think of this straight away was when we ran our marathon. Yeah, nice. And I was... (laughs) I was never, or still am never a runner, <laughs> anything but a runner. But I remember when we set ourselves the challenge to run a marathon was really pushing outside my comfort zone for someone that had never run over 10 kilometers mm. and someone that didn't. Like Deep down, like, I told myself I could have done it, but deep down you think, oh, I'm actually not going to be able yeah, to run this. absolutely. And it was a period there where you really doubt yourself and that can be the period where without jumping the gun where you can give up a lot Mm. but that period where I had to actually push myself outside my comfort zone during training more so Mm. but then also when we actually ran the marathon as well yeah it was a frightening thing yeah and I remember we were I don't know I think we were driving back from Icon Chris Silk's house and I said I think we're going to run a marathon jugs and you sort of just laughed at me and I said no I think we're going to do it and then you sort of said all right well let's give it a crack when do we start and yeah, it's just funny how a th- bit of momentum hits and you get out of that comfort zone. And like you said, it gets a bit scary, but I think it's a good point straight off the bat that if you can if you can get out of your comfort zone with someone else as well, it can just be reassuring. It can you know help you through those tough periods. You can talk to each other. You're going through the same thing at the same time. So yeah, straight off the bat, and this wasn't on my notes, getting outside your comfort zone with others can be yeah really beneficial. And in that period of time, like I've always challenged myself physically, mm. but mainly it's been in the gym, yeah. or primarily in the gym, really. But maybe a couple of like sprint sessions or something mm. where you you leave your comfort zone, but nothing like challenging myself physically running a marathon. Mm. 
So it was the same processes but for a completely different thing so we'll unpack that as we go and we can reference back to that as an example for both of us yeah and now i'll give you the definition of the zone that we don't want to push into and that's actually called the terror zone the terror zone is something that can frighten us so much that we experience a fight flight or freeze response Uh, we get so triggered that we become overwhelmed by fears and emotions and there's no growth in this zone because we shut down and we cannot think clearly it can actually become traumatizing in this zone have you ever gone to this zone oh i don't i not that i can recall Mm. can can you no i can't i'm trying to think back to it i probably definitely would have when i was young i think if i have I haven't noticed it straight away because maybe I've been able to maintain that habit or that zone for a little while mm. and then maybe me yeah, stopping or saying, no, nah, I can't do that anymore is getting too much into that zone for too long. Mm. I don't think I've ever done something and then straight away gone, no, nah, can't deal with it. Maybe, you know, like an extended period of time where I haven't been able to pull something off. You know, I remember when we did the thrusters challenge, like I couldn't finish that because I just, it became... Like, literally, I was scared to wake up some days to do 600 <laughs> thrusters a day. and um, That wasn't terror zone, though, I don't think. Nah, um, it's hard yeah. to know. I haven't haven't quite been in the terror zone. Is that maybe we've built up some resilience? Maybe, I don't know. But I know some of us, particularly um, at training, some of our athletes feel like they get into this zone sometimes. Yeah. And we see it regularly where our athletes do shut down in the nets and sometimes there can be tears or... You know, there can be walkouts or, you know, I'm not facing this bowler, I'm not bowling at this batter. And uh, you literally see the athletes freeze at training. And it can be, um, yeah, it can be traumatizing if you you don't tiptoe around, you know, understanding the growth zone uh, well enough. Yeah. A good example would be if you were a youngster and you said to yourself, I want to get better at the short ball. So you wound up the bowling machine or 150 k's and set it at your head and said, I've got to deal with this and find a way Mm. to get better at the short ball. Well, after a couple of balls, you're going to be pretty terrified and that's what the traumatized effect's going to have on your body or on you. So yeah, it's it's the part of where you want to push yourself, but not to a degree where you start to take yourself into a zone where you're actually scared of what what you're going through. Yeah, and then you get the result of not wanting to practice that anymore yeah, because yeah. of the traumatizing. So it actually hinders you at a negative. You put that away in a box and say, not achievable, can't do it, not interested. Now, what we're trying to do here is find that middle ground between those two zones, and that is called the growth edge zone. We're pushing out of our comfort zone and into our terror zone, but not so far as it overwhelms us. We experience discomfort and anxiety, and I think that's really important that you guys need to realize that there will be some um, real uncomfortable moments. You will become anxious. It will be uncomfortable, but it's manageable. And I think that's mm. the really important word. And I think manageable is something that well, can be subjective depending on <laughs> who's using the word. Um, and this is where building up your mental resilience, what becomes manageable becomes more and more and more each time. Um, spending more time close to your terror zone will build up what you what you see as manageable and you know, the, um, the outcome of that is you'll be able to push harder. You'll be able to work harder. You'll be able to maintain habits for longer. And obviously those results will, will become because of that. Yeah, and you can continue to build on that. Once you come comfortable with that, you go again. And that's where you get your ultimate improvement. So 
from like a physical for back to my marathon example now if i had to do a marathon like i'd still be a bit ner- well, i'd be very nervous still but i'd be very confident that i could run another another marathon so now pushing me outside my comfort zone i might run two marathons mm. I, and that's my improvement because i went out of my comfort zone originally now i'm better at it so now i can push myself again you can apply that to a a very specific one can be for cricket for batting you might want to develop a new shot in your game say the pull shot and you can't you're scared about playing the pull shot against some faster bowling once you manage to develop a pull shot mm. then you can then go a step further you might be able to play a hook shot a pull shot know when to hit along the ground know when to hit in the air and mm. you can turn where you didn't have a shot now you can turn it into a strength in your game yeah exactly and i think the way to tie this into the zones is obviously choosing the right level of um, uncomfortable at the time and like cam used the example before it's not winding the bowling machine up to 150 it's maybe starting with some tennis balls maybe starting with some underarms you know developing into some slow you know um, overarms um, so it's about building up just enough outside your comfort zone that there's constant improvement rather than that real traumatizing experience where maybe you are facing you know a ball quite quick you're not ready for that level, you get hit, maybe, you know, you've gone up, not interested in that pull shot anymore. So it is really important to understand um, what the next level is. And and that's the great thing about having coaches and mentors and people in your corner is um, even if you're not quite sure, more often than not, the people around you will be able to help you with that next step. And I think the next really important thing to highlight here is that the discomfort we feel in our um when we're outside of our comfort zone is um far more amplified than what other people realize it to be so for example um you might be a young batter who is really nervous to face a particular bowler in the nets maybe they bowl quite a heavy ball or they get a bit more bounce and it's just uncomfortable down there and you get really anxious to face this bowler to the point where you don't even want to bat. Mm. Where it feels like particularly this bowler might be bowling 20 or 30 Ks quicker than any other bowler you faced because you're so uncomfortable. Whereas the people around you can see reality a little bit easier and go, well, it's only 5 or 10 Ks quicker than this other bowler you face quite comfortably. So often we get in this zone where we feel, you know, everything is totally amplified and uh, we're not even really sure how our brain's operating sometimes. Everything seems so crazy. Um, and that's why having people in your corner is such an important thing to utilize and say, do you think this is something I can achieve? Hey, Cam, like, I'm going to go and face this bowler now. Do you think that is the right level for me at this time? Yeah, and when you're talking about that too and you go into that net facing that bowler that is faster when you perceive them to be a lot faster or it doesn't have to be faster it can be for any reason that you perceive them to be harder to face often you'll see youngsters or not just youngsters as well it could be anyone they react differently mm. they perhaps what their normal technique or normal reactions uh, normal instincts would do to other bowlers because they're in that different mindset they have different reactions as well when really we want to use the same technique reactions and mindset but or i'd actually say we want to use it even more we want to rely on what we've done even more when we're outside of our comfort zone in that situation where you see some people go down and they actually do the opposite they don't trust what they've always done yeah 
That's a really good point. One one more thing that I want to touch on maybe before we go into some examples um, is that quite often you, if you're an athlete at my peak, you'll probably hear Cam and I use the phrase, how does that feel? Because understanding feel when it comes to your comfort zones is really important too because often how something can feel uh, to one person, um, it can be totally different to how it's viewed by someone else. For example, um, we constantly might ask some of our athletes to exaggerate a particular technique or exaggerate you know, a particular shot because for them, they need to go or feel it so far the other way that it almost feels uncomfortable for them, but it's actually the correct way of doing so. For example, someone might you know, lean back in their cover drive, really broad example, and we're getting them to lean so far forward that it becomes exaggerated. How does that feel? Well, it actually feels like I'm off balance and I'm going way too far. That's actually the position you're mm. meant to be in because it's so different to what you were doing before. And again, that's just the, uh, the the perk of being involved in programs and being involved with people who can constantly monitor what you're doing because so often the feeling you have is so often different to the reality. Yeah, that makes me actually, as an example, think of my golf swing. <laughs> yes, correct. And often. When, when Will was telling me, Will, my good mate, is a gun golfer, and I was taking the club so far back, like I was overextending on the way back, and my arms started to take over, and he was getting me to shorten my back lift, mm. or not back lift, that's a cricket term, my back swing. Anyway, and then he took a video and showed me, and I thought I was only taking the club back, you know, half of what I was originally, when in reality I was barely made any change. Mm. So it's exactly. that exaggerating fact where when it's a skill that you're not used to performing or executing it feels so different when you make one subtle change and it is a subtle change but like i said to you it feels like a drastic change exactly so it does take a lot of it takes a lot of practice that's what anything in life does takes a lot of time and consistent uh consistent practice in order to get comfortable with the skill so you can rely on it automatically and instinctively all right, so you're sitting there and we've spoken about these three different zones. We've spoken about your comfort zone, the terror zone, and also the growth edge zone. And you're thinking, all right, I'm ready to get outside my comfort zone and move more towards my terror zone. How do we do that? Well, give you a few points here. And the first one I want to highlight is first understanding why you're getting outside a particular comfort zone and for what skill or for what area of your life. So this comes back to your goal setting, which... If you've listened to this podcast, we've done numerous amount of goal setting episodes. It's understanding, okay, where am I heading? And then you look straight to your habits and routine. And if your habits and routine is something that you've been doing for a number of maybe weeks or months or even years now, and you feel super comfortable, you've really ingrained these habits and at one time they served you, but now you're thinking, okay, I can understand that my goal's here. These are my habits in routine. How can I take this one or two or three steps further, depending on you know, how far your terror zone is away? That's the first thing I'd be thinking of. Yeah, can you give us an example there, Brandon? I mean, an example for me, when you go back to habits and routine, you look through your days, what are you trying to improve? So for me, most of the athletes will know and some of the parents, one of my major goals was to change my like diet, nutrition. Mm. I really wanted to zone in on that. And for me at the time, it was about thinking long-term, longevity. How can I maintain a healthy athletic body you know, into 30s, 40s, and 50s? And then how can I live as long as I possibly can, you know, healthily, not just being alive? 
And then it was about, okay, well, what's really uncomfortable for me would be to maybe change three meals a day drastically. And I thought, well, I could probably do one. I could probably focus really hard on changing one meal of the day to meet the needs that were pushing me towards my goal. And that was like more plant-based, obviously. So I thought, okay, breakfast for the next week is going to be purely plant-based. And then I'll forget about lunch and dinner. I'll nail breakfast first. It's funny because when you start, you know, early in the day with something, momentum pushes on and often I would go, okay, now I could probably do this for lunch anyway. But you set yourself that that one step, you know, so often it just builds momentum into the rest of your day, early habits. But athletes are probably thinking now, you know, maybe around, um, we do a lot of strength and conditioning at my peak. They're probably thinking an example of maybe a running time or, you know, beating a particular athlete. <clears throat> we get very competitive with some of the uh, running drills that we do. I know at the moment, um, one of our athletes, Riley, is working really hard on his 2K. Um, and he, need, he needed to look at his habits that he had implemented before and probably close to not, not even having a habit around that. Mm. Um, and then, he, you know, we've started implementing a running session for him with us once a week, and that was the first step, and, and we'll build up those things. Um, but looking into your routines and then trying to pick, you know, one very manageable, remember the word manageable, super important here in Growth Zone, um, habit that you can change and be really in control of, uh, that's going to be your first step. Yeah, I like it. I don't know about you, Cam, but I mean, I think about also growth zone in terms of mindset, and we've done a lot of different mindset tools um, in the last few episodes, and you particularly have, I suppose, really had a profound um, experience and um, change in thought around mindset and how to implement these um, in situations, and if athletes are listening to our mindset episodes and thinking that it's a bit outside their comfort zone to implement this and implement that, what would be your advice um, to maybe a younger athlete, 11, 12? What's their first step of getting outside their comfort zone and, and honing in on their mentality? Gee, that's a big question. I reckon my advice would be, and the reason we started my peak actually, because we didn't learn these things until, well, very recently actually, in the last probably two years so for the youngsters out there that are even as young as 10 and 11 that have access to this information now for them i reckon getting out of their comfort zone is just trial and error mm. it's and that's for this side of the game the mindset side of the game a lot of it is actually trial and error a lot of it's understanding what works for you and understanding how you can implement that into your game consistently so you see some long-term benefits so I would actually say for this side of the game to actually just get out there and try try something new. Don't be afraid about, like you say all the time, Brownie, don't be afraid about how it looks or how it feels or how anyone else perceives it to be. But if it works for you, then it's going to serve you in, in the long run so and in the short run too. So a bit of trial and error, understand or learn what's out there and try and implement that into your game and don't be afraid to try something new or try something that perhaps other people around you aren't doing or haven't done before yeah that's great i think off the back of that we've spoken about knowing our goals and our direction is the first step to moving outside our comfort zone then looking at our routine and habits and seeing what is uh, become very easy in our routine and what um, habits have become very easy and pushing that further we've spoken about a few examples at my peak for me, it was nutrition. We've done strength and conditioning. Cam just spoke about mindset. And the last thing that I would touch on 
when we when um, we're thinking about getting into that growth edge is exactly what Cam said at the back end there, and it's accepting the fact that it's going to there's going to be failure and. I think being able to move away from worrying or being anxious around what other people think is a really hard trait to do, but it's probably the thing that ties all of this together because it's it can be scary to say that you're going to go into something that you haven't achieved before. Like when Cam and I were deciding to run a marathon, we obviously didn't know if, if we could do it really. Yeah. I mean, we definitely had the mentality that we were gonna complete it and we raised some money to do so, which probably kept us more accountable um, but yeah, it can be scary and I think we had to detach from the failure and from, you know, Cam was saying I've never run over 10Ks, he had to detach from the fact that, you know, he may not be able to complete it or I may not be able to complete it and regardless of what people think, our longest run before that was 10Ks, if we got 20 or 30Ks it's still a win. Mm. So when people jump out of their comfort zone, they may not reach, you know, exactly where they wanted to go at a certain time, but it's definitely going to be further than what your ceiling was before that. And just detaching from how people are going to react and not worrying about what people are going to say is a huge part of being courageous enough and brave enough to go, okay, moving out of this zone now, I'm going to give something new a go. It's a bit scary. People might think X, Y, and Z, but that's okay because I'm the one that's putting myself out there to get better. And in the long run, like Cam said, the more you give things a go and there's a bit of trial and error, you'll eventually find the right recipe for success. Definitely. 100%. Great advice. And another example also is to try things and not worry about the judgment of being wrong getting something wrong like the trial and error is a phrase that we've both said a few times on this podcast but it's also like you might stick your hand up and answer a question or you might grab some information and put it into your game and those answers or that process might be not correct Mm. however if you aren't willing to go through that process, you're closing so many more doors for growth or for even success Mm. because you don't know, like we said, the trial and error. So just being able to not be afraid to get something wrong. It's a a trait, in fact, that can serve you so much in the long term because it speeds up your, like Brownie said at the start, the, the growth attitude, the growth mindset where... Yeah, it might not be right, but if I'm not right, someone's going to be quicker to tell me what I could do better rather than not giving it a go at all. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's also having the mindset to try things or answer questions and then off the back of it, I might get it wrong, but in the future, I'm going to have a lot more answers or a lot more options and a lot more understanding of the topic or the topics that we're working on at that time because I wasn't afraid to get something wrong. Yeah, and I think... Most of us, and even Cam and I at the start of this um, podcast, were saying, have we ever been inside the terror zone? And probably a lot of you listening now aren't sure where your terror zone is, probably meaning you haven't pushed yourself hard enough yet. And maybe that's something you and I have to look at. If we haven't experienced that terror zone, maybe there's a a bit more growth and a bit more push in our uncomfortable uh, zone that we can find. So making sure we don't use uncomfortableness and difficulty and you know frustration or self-consciousness around around what other people think as an excuse not to step out and i think one thing that we particularly really love to do at my peak is create a really safe supportive environment where athletes are more prone to stepping out of their comfort zone because they feel like they can do it with support Mm. and i think the last 
the last thing to tie everything together is that accountability and support when you move out of that comfort zone because if you have people there to support you through the discomfort tell you that they might be able to see the results even though you can't see them yet you know it, it, it just allows for a slightly better smooth process and just for that reinforcement that oh what i am what i am doing is right and you know cam says that if i just stick to this long enough even though it's a bit awkward i'm going to get better at it and that's why you will so often ask we will ask you know how does that feel how are we all going you know where are we at right now and that's because we just want to know what kind of zones we are moving into how uncomfortable we are in certain circumstances and I think we try and balance that as coaches, trying to push everyone out of that zone, you know, even without them knowing, you know, we try and push a little bit harder at each session or do something a little bit more difficult. But if you are one of our athletes that maybe sometimes aren't feeling like we're going out of that enough and you've got the courage and bravery to come up and tell us, I'm ready to be pushed harder, I'm ready to work on this even, you know, more so, then even better, you know, even better to come up and tell us and do that because that's just showing such great accountability and, um, such great courage in your own ability to recognize where you need to be and that's what's great about you know being a part of our program is the supports there and the resources are there to do so yeah awesome I'll probably last thing i would say just listening to the first part of that where you were saying that we'd never been outside the terror in the terror zone we haven't been pushing ourselves hard enough don't i think don't get distracted with the view of i need to be in terror zone because that's Mm. like at the start we want to avoid that zone we do so you don't want to be thinking what can i do to get closer to terror we want you to be in the growth Mm -hmm. area where you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone or taking yourself outside your comfort zone pushing yourself probably not the correct correct phase like that's more of a physical thing but sometimes like it could be meditation where it's not necessarily pushing yourself yeah that's right so yeah don't just don't think I've got to be in terror because that's the part that you're going to be traumatized and not want to do something again because you're uh, scarred from the experience. So just what can we do to take ourselves outside of our comfort zone into our growth zone, which we discussed throughout the, the podcast? Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a bit of a reminder, it's something that we feel anxious around or discomfort, but is manageable. And I think that's what we want to keep looking for is a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of discomfort. Um, but something that we can handle and we can see the improvement if we stick at it for a yeah. period of time. Think about ways I can get better, ways you can get better, and how can I make do that the hard way, not mm. take the easy option. Mm. It's, there's not many easy options to get better, so if, it, if you're taking the easy option, then you're probably not getting much better. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll wrap that episode up here, but thanks so much for tuning in again. It's such an important topic and one that we probably will speak a little bit more about on the podcast is just understanding how to continually move outside of that comfort zone and reassess you know, your habits and your routine and are these serving me well now and can I continue to push myself to be a little bit more anxious and a little bit more uncomfortable at training to experience that continual growth. Awesome. Let us know if you have any questions, but we'll catch you next time on the My Peak Podcast.